0: take the next 30 seconds and give the devil what he really needs which is a praise in the midst of your storm a victory shout in the name of Jesus I said somebody's got to put a praise on it somebody needs to tell the devil that I serve a great God a great victory the Holy Ghost tonight, I said God's got something special in store. I, I'm, I'm not going to take much time. I'm going to get right into what the Holy Ghost wants to do here. I don't want to get in the middle of it. I said I don't want to be a hindrance to what God's got planned. But God's been dealing with me the last several weeks And, you know, God will confirm his word if you listen to him. I said, God will tell you what you're looking for if you just listen. It will usually come 99% of the time from behind this pulpit. I said, you won't have to have a lot of meetings scheduled if you just give your ear to God, if you listen to what God's really telling us. There's an old spirit that I feel tonight. It's old. It's old. I know I'm from a younger generation, but I don't feel like it. And I love the new music. I love it, but there's something about these old songs. I said they came from a place of pain. They came from a place of testimony. They came from a place when nobody really had the answer. They didn't understand what God was doing in their life, and they said, I just got to tell my testimony to somebody. Can I get a witness uh, in the house? Can anybody attest to there were some times when you didn't have the answers? I've asked Brother Trevor in the band to play this song, and I want us to bring every thought under subjection right now. I know it's Sunday night and tomorrow we've already been thinking about work and everything else that's planned for tomorrow. We all got our troubles. You got your circumstance and your situation. But I can tell you God's got a miracle for you. If you just give God your time, if you just give him these next few moments, God can work in your situation right now.
1: don't feel no waste time I've come too far from where I start from nobody told me the road would be easy and I believe he brought me Does
0: anybody feel that in the house tonight?
1: There's a sweet spirit sweeping over this building.
0: You came weary. You came
1: blinded.
0: God's got a word for you tonight. You see, this before a melody was ever put to these words, before it ever made it to a songbook somewhere, before it ever made it to a CD or MP3 file, this was somebody's prayer. I said, somebody really didn't know what tomorrow held. Somebody really didn't know where God had them, but they said something in my spirit says, surely God has not brought me this far to just leave me. Surely God has not brought me this far to leave me by myself. As they sing these next verses, can somebody with a testimony somebody with just a little bit of faith in the house, can you sing with them and say, God, I don't know where you have me. God, I don't understand why you have me where you have me, but I know you did not leave me. I know you haven't brought me this far to forsake me.
1: Too far from where I start from.
0: Come on, lift your voice. Nobody told me. Somebody needs to pray for us. He be didn't say it means
1: me easy. He
0: just said he wouldn't forsake you. He
1: brought me this far to leave me. Yeah, yeah. I don't.
0: The devil's told you this
1: week. Don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. me
0: Let us give God a great praise. Come on, if you feel that it resonating in your spirit, there's some faith that's building up in the house that says, you know what, I came tonight weary and blinded, but I think I got what it takes to to make it a little bit further. I think I got what it takes to walk a little bit further. Give God praise as we make our way back to our seats tonight. first want to give honor to my bishop and my first lady I'm truly grateful for our leadership and in these situations there's such an anointing here it's very easy for the Holy Ghost to just catch on fire but there is a remnant here tonight there, there was something that's been in this house and other preachers have touched on it and there's a thread and, and it's in my spirit tonight and I'm, I'm going I'm to go after the thread. I'm not going to go after what's easy. I'm going to go after what the Holy Ghost has showed me. I'm going to go after what I feel like the people in the house need. I, and if I'm not preaching to nobody else, I'm preaching to myself. Our scripture tonight... I'll read from two portions, the first being Luke chapter 2. There's many different types of sermons. There's many different types of ministries and times for God to use us in different ways. And I can't remember a time where I've ever felt such a burden for a word for this house a word for God's people for the Rock Church. And it took me a little bit. I was, I'll be honest, I i, I, I kind of fleece God about it because a lot of us, we know how to camouflage. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've been around church long enough that if we do the dance right and... Uh, Some of y'all might be overly sanctified. But I've come to church myself thinking if I could just wear the right face and put the motions together that my heart would instantly be healed. But I had to be honest with myself. And I really believe that God has the answers to your trouble tonight. In Luke chapter 2, we'll read from verses 1 through 5. Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. I know it seems cliche, it being December, but the Holy Ghost moved on me, and I read this story in the Bible like I've never read it before. Isaiah 50 and 10. One of my favorite scriptures in the word of God. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Tonight, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to us for a short while the infertility of illumination. The infertility of illumination. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I wonder if we could lift our voice to God not through a repetition structure of a service, but that we actually need to hear from God tonight, that we need his anointing before we go any further, that we need to hear from God. Can anybody pray with me tonight? Fear of the Lord, we may be seated tonight. There's moments when God gives man a scripture or a word through divine revelation, there's other moments in time where God speaks to a man in his circumstance. Uh, tonight, I find myself. This is not something that God just dropped into my lap, but this is something that I find myself living repeatedly. This is contrary to what is taught in some churches, and if it's not taken in the right context, the people of God can struggle. They could be misplaced in their feelings, in their mind, and they don't understand where God has them. I tell you, I'm preaching from some scriptures like Psalm 37 that says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I said, And he delighteth in his way. That tells me that if I'm living right and that I love God and I'm living for God, that everything is going to be ironed out and placed in front of me, and I will not have to wonder where my next step is. That's what I thought. Because that feels good. That feels good. That, you know, living for God is supposed to be this ironed out map and we're supposed to have all the answers with the destinations of where God is going to take us and every road map through our struggle and every compromise, every circumstance, God's going to just show us and reveal himself immediately. I got news for the church. That is not how God works. Matter of fact, contrary to the belief, it's the exact opposite, the darkness, the darkness. That scripture in Isaiah, it alludes to the fact when it says, among you that feareth the Lord. We're not talking about wicked people. We're not talking about people who live in sin, people that do not know God, do not have a relationship with God. But they know God, they serve God, and they fear the great God. They fear him. But our flesh, we need something tangible. we got to have the answers before we make a decision. We've got to have everything placed in front of us before we can feel comfortable with it. And God says, that's not how I work. That's not how my plan works. That I need you to trust me. I need you to put my hand in your hand. And I want you to, I'm going to guide you. The greatest depiction of this in the Word of God, and I've never really seen it in this text before, is in 2 Corinthians, tells us, 5 and 7, for we walk by faith, but not by sight. As a child of God, we we. Most times we want to be able to see where our next step is going to be. We want to know the mind of God. We want to know our plan. We want to understand what our ministry is, what our life is, where we're going to live, where we're going to end up, where our security and our provision is. God said not by sight, though. He says in Psalm 119, he tells you how to walk In 2 Corinthians, but then he tells you how you're going to walk, he says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Can I tell you that it's indicative in the word of God that when the Bible speaks of a lamp, for it to only be present means that there is darkness For a lamp to even be in the picture in the Word of God, it means that there is darkness surrounding an individual. And the Scriptures already told us that the lamp that I provide is not for your eyesight, but it's just for where your feet are supposed to walk. Even nature tells us that in the darkness there is life. Plants cannot survive In total darkness, there is a biological clock called circadian rhythm. Daily periods of darkness have a role to play in the growth of plant life. As all plants have a cellular biological clock, light and the absence of light trigger different processes in a plant's metabolism for what? For growth and behavior. Most times we, uh, we associate the darkness with something that is bad. We think that surely if God has allowed us to pass this way, that something's wrong in my life. But Isaiah says, no, God says, I'm going to bring you through moments of darkness because you serve me and you love me. I said, some revelation's about to take place in the house because the devil's been speaking to some people against your mind. Your mind is the most deadly weapon in your walk with God. It's not the adversary. It's your own mind. The battle is won and lost right here. We ask God about this darkness, and I'm not speaking about a tangible darkness. But if you can imagine with me in your mind's eye, you can understand that the darkness brings something in an individual's life that says, "I don't know where my next move is going to come from. I don't know where my next house is going to be. I don't. I don't know what my next job. I don't. Under, my money's not looking right. My finances. And this darkness comes to you. Can I get a witness that there's a weight? There is a presumable weight." And it's ever more real. I felt it in the last few services, in this service this morning, the powerful moves of the Holy Ghost. There is a weight that comes with this darkness. And I've seen people come into the service and you're doing your best, you're showing up. I'm telling you right now that that's the key. It's even when you don't feel like being, when you don't have the strength to take another step. Your strength is in the house of God. Your victory is just signing your name to say, I'm here, God. I don't have much to give, but it's all I have. This weight, this weight's something I've become associated with, and I used to, I used to call it depression. I used to call it anxiety and i 'm not i 'm not going to be careful tonight i 'm in the Holy Ghost and so i 'm not fearful and there 's always Times where people and crowds can be overly critical. But if you've ever been where I've been, if you've ever felt the weight of something that feels like depression and it's a weight on your chest and you have trouble breathing and you feel like you, you can't even get out of your bed and you feel shut in, I'm telling you there's a God in heaven that has a plan for your life. That the darkness that you walk in as a child of God, it's not a mistake, but it has purpose in your journey. it's heavy it's heavy and i can tell you right now the world does not understand it and and i'm i'm so thankful for our first time guest tonight this is this is really targeted to what I feel like a certain crowd, but if this is where you are, the Holy Ghost is going to reveal that God is the one true living answer to every problem. There's no new thing under the sun, and that if you submit your whole life to God, the Holy Ghost, the comforter, will heal your broken heart. So this heaviness that we deal with, we sometimes don't know what to do with it, and I've been there. I was there just a couple weeks ago in this past week, and you almost get confused because everything that can be a problem will be a problem. It happens at the most inconvenient times, and it's in your life, and it's work, and it's school, and it's your kids, it's your family, and everything just seems to be going haywire. And all in the midst of it, God is just sitting back because you're an anointed child of God, and he's waiting to say, Will they come to me? Will they come to me and just pray? Will I I know I've told them. I know the bishop, I know people's preached to, to just submit and go to God in prayer. But I wonder this time, if I just turn off the lights, if this time I remove the illumination from their life, will they really follow me? We ask God. I can tell you, I'm going to be vulnerable with with the house tonight because we're family. I believe a lot of people don't speak about it often enough. That's why people struggle the way they struggle. People dealing with suicide, feeling like they're outside the box. But if a lot of you would testify and tell your testimony, you would tell them about a night when you didn't know if you would make it the next morning. You would tell them about times where you didn't have the answer and where the weight felt so real, but you drug yourself to church and you got on your knees beside your bedside and said, God, I need you. God, I don't have the answers anymore. That's real. That's real. We say, God, I'm living right. I've got a ministry. I'm helping people. I'm not supposed to feel like this. God says, those that serve me and fear me, but walk in darkness. Your darkness has purpose tonight. There's life when the lights go out. We ask ourselves, God, God. Why do you allow the pain? Why do you allow these circumstances, these moments in time where you don't speak to me? Where I felt strong moves of the Holy Ghost and you felt so real. And just seven days ago, I was shouting the victory and running the aisles and I felt dominion in the Holy Ghost. But now it's Tuesday and everything just messed up. And I'm gonna read Jamel, you said, this ain't really meant for me. God didn't call me. That's for other people. That anointing is for other people. Those are for people that have it all together. I said, we camouflage well. We ask ourselves, God, in this process, and I'm going somewhere tonight, just bear with me. We ask God in this process of darkness, God, why would you allow this in my life? We love the mountaintop. Oh, the latter rain, the overpour, we love it all. But can I tell you, every bit of anointing that if I feel like I've ever had any did not come from the mountaintop it came from some moments at night when I didn't really have the answer. It came from in a situation where I had to pull my flesh under submission and say, Not today, devil. I don't feel like it. I don't need to even act like it, but I've got to get out of this. And I've asked God, because it almost killed me. I'm in a place now that seems almost in a place of dominion, preaching the word of God because his word has power. It's not me. His word has power. I don't know if you know this, but it still has the power to deliver. It still has the power to break the chains of depression and suicide. And so I I asked God, I said, Why are you allowing this to take me out? Why are you allowing these spirits to work against me? Yeah, somebody's felt this here before. God whispered to me in the most The most silent voice, because if you're looking for God on a billboard and if you're looking for God on a flashing sign, that's not where you're going to find him. You're going to find him, the Bible says, as a still, small voice in a prayer closet locked away with no light, no illumination, where the Holy Ghost can take control of your mind and your situation. God whispered to me, he said, I've called you to help people with these spirits. That feels different, doesn't it? Because how can I help people when I'm hurting? Because God's trying to reveal something in the darkness for you to work with in the light. I've asked God, I said, okay, God, this pain is so real. The weariness is so real. And he felt it in the garden when he was by himself with the cup, the inner struggle of his flesh. In Philippians 3 and 10 says exactly what you're feeling. Why? Why would a child of God experience darkness and pain and struggle like this? Here's your word, that I may know him. That I may know him, not just in the good times, not just when he was feeding the 5,000, not just when he was healing the lepers, not just when he was healing the blind, but that I would know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. Feel the Holy Ghost tonight, why don't we give God a hand clap of praise if you really feel this tonight in your spirit, if you could witness in the Holy Ghost where God has brought you from. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings. And I've, I've read that and I've always I felt like I've had that revelation for a while. But this last part of the verse, we just, we transition over. And if I got any honest saints of God in the house tonight, you'll witness to this. When you walk in the divine will of God under submission of your leadership, it is not always easy it's not always comfortable the adversary will battle your flesh and there'll be moments of darkness in your life where you do not have the answer the last portion of this verse says being made comfortable unto his death and if i can ever depict of what i felt in those moments when i was all alone fearing God, serving God. But I felt death all around me. If I'm being real, I felt, I felt a weight that I was uncomfortable on. I felt the struggle in my spirit that God was pushing me to some places I was unfamiliar with. But his words said, comfortable. There's a shift it has to take place in a child of God's life at some point. And as long as you are holding on to something, as long as you're holding on to your walk with God, as long as you're holding on to truth, there will always be a tension between you and the world. Your weight will not be light The Holy Ghost makes it light to carry, but there will always be a tension, but can I tell you that there's a shift that has to take place in the mind of a child of God that says, even when the adversary whispers to me that I'm going to die, even when the adversary says, this is your final hour, you will not make it. You know what, devil? I think you're bluffing anyway. I think that I'm going to believe God, and he says, I trust in his power. I trust in the resurrection power of Jesus you say well I don't really believe in this darkness that I feel and I think if we don't raise your hands but if we took a poll tonight we would be shocked at the people that have felt this Furthermore, I've seen it tonight on the platform, people that are, are dealing with it as I speak. You came to this house burdened, heavy laden, and you're trying to do the will of and work of God, but it's on you. And you don't understand how to deal with it. You said, I don't know if life can come from a place of darkness. Can I tell you that from the very onset of scripture in Genesis chapter 1 that the earth was formed before light was ever present? Creation started in the darkness. God does not lead, need light. He does not need illumination for him to do a work. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He knows every step that you're supposed to take. There's no need to fear in your walk with God. There's no need to question where God has you right now in this moment. God's got purpose for where you are in this very moment. In our scripture tonight... Where my text comes from is Mary, and this is a very popular story, especially this time of year with the birth of our Savior. Luke chapter 1, I've always known Mary in the burden that she's bared. Number one is a young girl. The Holy Ghost says that she was overshadowed. And the easy things, and I say easy, the obvious things to grasp there is that, you know, the ridicule and the speculation that comes from somebody at that age, being overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, being pregnant with child and saying, I've known no man. That's tough. But can I tell you that what God's called you to do in this hour, the anointing that he's gave you you got to stop expecting people to understand what God's given you. you got to stop expecting people to see the burden that God's given you. you got to stop expecting people like, they've, like God has shown it to them, but it's your burden to bear. The overshadowing, Luke 1 and 35 says, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. I've never understood this until this past week. Does anybody know what it's like to walk in God's shadow? It's dark. What I'm about to reveal you in Scripture with Mary. This is a very powerful revelation that once you, once you hear this, once your spirit sees this, the rest of the scripture will not resonate with you like it has before. She was overshadowed. And if I could take just a little bit of liberty at what I feel in my spirit is that Mary really didn't understand what was about to take place in her life. She was in the dark. She didn't understand the place of darkness that she was at. And she thought, well, it's an honor to birth our Savior. The overshadowing, the darkness to walk in God's shadow. And can I tell you, that's what you're signing up for as a child of God. That when you kill your self-will, when you kill your flesh and say, God, my life is not my own. God, but I want to die on an altar for you. To use you use me as you will, God. God says, that's good. Now stand in my shadow and let me lead you. It's dark. It's dark. Luke 2 and 1 through 5 our portion of scripture talks about a place where Mary will go with her husband Joseph. A previous chapter in verse 1 talks about Elizabeth, and we know through the study of the Word of God that when she went to Elizabeth, she was with child. The portion of Scripture reveals that in Luke 1 and 57, it says, Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son, and her neighbors and her cousins how the Lord heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. Now, I'm just, you know, my family's had children. My wife's been pregnant, so I know what that looks like. I know what it feels like. And it's not a comfortable place. And if I can draw some parallels here, the promise that God has put in you When God overshadowed you with His Holy Ghost and put a ministry in you. When God started speaking things into your spirit, carrying that that child is not easy. And there's some burden pains, there's some darkness that goes with that. But if I could imagine Mary, she sees Elizabeth and her family is rejoicing with her. It's nice to have that, huh? Friends and family to be a part of your journey. But can I tell you that when God calls you, there's an overshadowing and there's some places that you're gonna walk all alone. Family won't be by your side and you can't take them with you. Just like when Jesus was in the garden, there's some places that you will journey all by yourself with no inclination of how you're going to get out. She sees Elizabeth, she sees that there's this joy and she's thinking, I'm guessing to herself, This is great. This is what birth is all about. There's life. All of a sudden, the scripture tells us that she's about to go to an unfamiliar land. Isn't that just how God works that when he plants something in you, he takes you to foreign soil that you've never journeyed before? Can I tell you that any time I've been in that situation, it's an inclination in the Holy Ghost that God is about to elevate your anointing. There's some things that you're about to take dominion over that you've never really dealt with before, but before you can ever do that, God says, I need you to trust me. I need you to go to a place that you've never been before. I need you to walk with me when you don't understand. I need you to walk in the darkness, walk in my shadow while I lead you. We see that Mary and Joseph, they journey. Now, this was about a 70 to 90-mile journey. Somebody that's eight to nine months pregnant, you understand what that means. And we just say, oh, that's a long distance, and she was pregnant. Can I tell you that I have not found a scripture more depicting of what it's like to live underneath the burden of the call of God than to have something inside of you that feels like at times it's crushing you and it's crushing your flesh, it's crushing your self-will, but the whole time God's saying, I'm breaking every part of you that I can't use, every part of you that I really don't like, and God says, when I get finished with you, it will be complete, and I will have you how I need you for your work. They go to a foreign place. And I've thought about this scripture, my God, you read in the Bible, God could have done miraculous things. We know of the kingdoms and temples of Solomon and the kingdoms of David. Surely God can provide something great for our Savior. Surely there's a place that would match What his status is that matches what he is to his people, a place where he could be birthed, the reverence, a house that would match what he means to his people. You would think that if God called you to a place of the unfamiliar, that there would be provision. But I can tell you that the word of God tells us that every door they knocked on, it was just empty, it was occupied. There was nobody there that was willing to help. Can I get an amen? Anybody ever been called to the work of God before? God put a new ministry in your heart. God spoke some things in your spirit to go out on faith. And you thinking, God, surely if I do this, you will provide. Surely there will be provision at the end of this. And God says, no, son, no, daughter. I just need you to stand in the darkness. You're trying to do it on your own again. You're trying to make sense of it again. If you would just trust me in my way. Just stand there in the darkness. Just be in the darkness and let me, the creator, create create they go to these places no one's helping them but mary is pregnant with promise god's given her a word and can i tell you the hardest thing you'll ever do is when god has spoke something into your life and when he stops speaking He's watching to see which way you're going to walk. He's watching to see your demeanor. He's watching to see, is their praise? Is their faith going to be compromised? And I know they said they loved me, and I know they said that they appreciated the raise on the job, and when I healed their sickness. I know they said I'm their one true king, but if I just turn the lights off, and they don't know where their help's coming from. If they don't know who's going to pay the next electricity bill, if I put something in their spirit to give an unreasonable cherished gift to the, the work of God, if I speak to them a ministry and I tell them I'm not going to give them any provision, will they still see it through? Will they still trust me? Will they still love me? Will they still fellowship with me in my sufferings? All of this comes, and you got to understand, Mary is human. And just like Mary, sometimes God gives us a promise. You're not going to live here always. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody this week has questioned God's plan on your life. You've given up because God hasn't brought it to pass yet. You're trying to put God on a timeline. And God's saying, what I have built for you, you haven't even seen yet. Because you're looking at the tangible, and I need you to focus on the unseen. I need you to focus on what's in the darkness when I'm not there. And when the lights are off, there's something you're supposed to grasp. Mary being human says... The uncertainty starts. Luke chapter 2, 18 says, and all they that heard it wondered. They're talking about the shepherds. They heard it, wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Has anybody ever been in a place where people... Keep telling you it's going to be okay. Just keep showing up. Trouble don't last always. I've come too far. It's easy to say those things. And I have to imagine Mary, she's, she's feeling like she bit off more than what she bargained for. Because when she was overshadowed, it sounded great. You know, birthing the Savior, but carrying a promise all by yourself is a lot harder to do when you're all alone. When you're all by yourself and there's no provision, nobody's speaking anymore, God's not talking anymore, and then a word comes from the shepherd, and she says, I'm going to have to think about that. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Your problem God has used somebody in your life and told you you need to pray more, that your answer is in prayer, in your prayer closet, and you want to look at every other angle for for the situation that you're in. You don't want to identify with what God has already spoken, so God says, until you put this piece of the puzzle in place, you're going to keep repeating the process. I said, God is not, he's not giving up on you. He's got too much invested. He believes more in your ministry than you believe in. God says, you're going to get it. I'm not leaving you, but I'm not turning the lights on until you believe me. We ask ourselves, God could have just provided a luxurious palace for the Savior. Obviously. Obviously provision on provision, right? Our society has resonated with that. Easy come, easy go. I want things that are not that hard to work for. You know, we we love the glamorous life and being able to bless people abundantly in the secular world when God blesses a job that we've labored in for years. A lot of young people look at certain people and individuals and they say, man, if I had one of their hands, I'd cut off both of mine because God's got favor on them. No. They know what it's like to sacrifice. They know what it's like to put in some work when nobody's watching they know what it's like to take take care of something, to take ownership and responsibility. And I think that that's what God's really trying to show this generation that, okay, you you want to do it on your own, and you think you've got all the self help books, and you've got all these spiritual advisors on YouTube that can just speak a word, and it feels so good. God said, "That's not how I work. You'll find me in the secret place. You'll find me in the darkness. You'll find me in a prayer closet. You'll find me." when you don't understand where your next step is going to be. This this story and what we have is special. You don't understand that we're always looking for the next big thing, but if you're sitting in this house tonight, you have truth. And you have won the lottery. And if God never does anything else for you, you can die happy and say, as for me and my house, I serve the one true king. And my babies and myself are going to heaven. I've got a shepherd, and I know somebody's going to lead me to righteousness. I'm going somewhere. Just stay with me. We ask ourselves, why does the adversary battle us? With the darkness, because you think, okay, Brother Stewart, you said that, that God's in the darkness. He is. Isaiah says he dwells there. I know you didn't want to hear that. But if I'm being honest with you, I felt the Holy Ghost a lot stronger in the valley than I ever did in the mountaintop. I, I, I'm telling you, there was some moments where I didn't know where my next hallelujah was coming from. And God said, Son, I'm right here. And I felt a weeping spirit like I do tonight that says, Son, just pick yourself up. I'm right here. I never left you. But there's got to be a shift in the people of God that says, I don't want it the cheap way. I don't want it the easy way. God, I don't want just blessings, but I want a fellowship with you in your suffering. God, whatever that means, whatever circumstance the old song says and most of us you'd probably be scared to sing this because when I wasn't living right I'd sing this song and I had to shut my mouth real quick because I felt like I was praying some things I wasn't ready for song says whatever it takes to be closer to you Lord heartache In pain, can I tell you that what's in store for this house tonight is an old spirit of intercession. There's an old spirit here, and the problems that you have, I'm I'm here to tell you, there is praise and there's victory in your shout, but I'm telling you, God's already shown me that this service, your victory, is going to come not from a feeble plea where nobody can hear you, and it's not about an audience, but it's going to come from you sobbing and weeping before God, from you finding a broken place. The old familiar darkness that you know so well in meeting God in the darkness. God says, that's where I dwell. That's where I dwell is in the darkness. I feel it. Why don't we just pray for a second? I'm not on a timeline. I'm not about a structured service. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost right now? I used to hear the elders talk about the high priest when the Holy Ghost would be so strong. The high priest walking through the aisle sprinkling blood. Does anybody need a touch from the Holy Ghost tonight? That's okay. That's okay. I mean, we can pray in the middle of church. We can, we can feel after the remnant of intercession. I'm telling you that if somebody's at home right now and there's suicidal thoughts in your mind and there's depression, that if somebody in this house can latch into your gift, into your intercessory prayer, God can use you in the darkness. As you pray, let me just tell you why the adversary battles your mind. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong right now because I'm about to expose the lies of the devil. He is absolutely terrified of you coming out of the darkness. Do you hear me tonight? God revealed this to me. I was in a depressed suicidal state. I don't like to talk about it because it's very emotional for me. It's so real. Anybody that's ever had those thoughts and that burden that just, it feels like you're smothering. It comes in waves and I could be laughing with people in public, but when I got alone, I got by myself, by my thoughts. The adversary was speaking to me. In my living room, God said, only one of you make it out of here alive. And I said, that's, that's dramatic. When you get in the darkness, in the spirit of depression, spirits of suicide are whispering. And you could tell me I'm lying, but the numbers don't lie. There's children of God dying. I said, "There's children of God dying, and we're not—we're trying to address it with every medication on the man and every new program. It was preached this morning, but can I tell you that it comes through divine revelation from the Word of God that says the healer will heal those that are sick. If you're sick in your mind and your body, there is one true Savior that possesses all power." I said, he's still the one true king. He's still the reigns, the one that has the reins of the Holy Ghost and the power of those things. He says, only one of you make it out of here alive. And I never understood what that meant until several years later. What God was telling me that is just as much as I was full of the Holy Ghost, The adversary was in the dark place. The adversary was in the darkness. And while God's bringing you to a place of purpose in your darkness, and he's trying to give you revelation and new anointing, gifts of the spirit, the adversary is saying you're all alone. Nobody likes you. Nobody cares about you at that church. You can't be used. You remember what you did? You remember your past? Condemnations killed more people than suicide ever thought about it. I said condemnation. The spirit of condemnation says that just because you fail, you can't walk again. Can I tell somebody tonight that the devil is still a liar? He still is a liar. You can have purpose. Just because you fail, don't don't give your mind one second to the adversary. Only one leaves. The adversary is afraid of you coming out of the darkness with power and dominion. I said he is afraid because when you have dominion over over depression, when you have dominion over anxiety, when you have dominion over circumstances in your life, and you can go up to somebody and say, I've seen that look before. I know that devil. I know that spirit. The devil is a liar. No, you do have purpose. No, God does love you. No, you can make it. God can heal you. That's not a suicidal spirit. God's got purpose for your life. And I'm coming to a close, but I want to I tell us tonight that As Mary was in the dark place, all alone, she had promise. Your ministry, your anointing, your walk with God. A lot of people take ministry and we should reverence it. But each one of us in this house have a ministry. If it's just fixing breakfast on Sunday mornings, if it's in none of these or least in the other, but surely our hands can find some good work for the kingdom of God. I said, even if it's just witnessing to somebody on your job, even if it's just encouraging somebody, your neighbor, just to witness to them. Can I tell us tonight that as we get in the dark place, I want to give you power tonight. Let me tell you what to whisper to the adversary when God's turned off the lights. Isaiah 54 says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I said, I'm a saint of God. I'm a child of God. I've got anointing on my life. Devil, you can lie to somebody else, but when I came to this church and I was filled with the Holy Ghost, I've got more power in me than you have in your hand. No weapon. Deuteronomy 28, you tell the adversary, I'm the head, not the tail. It's not the will of God for you to be yanked around every which way from Sunday, from service to service. It's meant for you to walk in dominion, even when you don't understand where God has you. Even when you don't understand where your next step is going to be, you say, I'm going I'm to walk in dominion. I'm walking as the head and not the tail. Psalm 18, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. I may be in the darkness, but I'm not staying here, devil. I may be in the darkness, but God's going to come to my rescue. God's going to show me my steps. Psalm 20, some trust in horses and chariots, but guess what? I believe on God. Come on, who believes that tonight? I'm not looking for politics. I, I don't believe in governments, but I believe in the name of the Lord. Romans 8 and 37 my anthem. I'm not a failure, I'm a conqueror. I said I'm a winner. Before we get too excited, I want to I tell us what this is tonight as they play softly. There's a call tonight. I feel an unction in the Holy Ghost to say this. You better address the wound while you can. The hurting you feel, you need to address tonight. There's a pain that maybe nobody else knows you're dealing with. Don't lie to the Holy Ghost. What God's about to do in this altar is going to change your life. Not for me or any person that's on this platform, but because his word binds him to do so. I want to tell you a story as we close tonight. And I want you to think about that song we sang that I've come too far. He's not leaving me. There was a Refrigerated box car And this Refrigerated box car Had broke And there was a man That got called out He says he was supposed to go Fix that box car As he's Inside the box car The door accidentally Locks And he gets locked inside He's in the darkness. And what presumably looks like the end of his life, he's overtaken by fear. He starts to write on the walls of the boxcar I'm getting colder. He starts to write again, I fear this may be the end. As he's sitting there in that boxcar, he finally starts to write out his last words to his family. The very next morning, they find him in there dead. But the boxcar was 56 degrees. There was more than enough oxygen for him to survive. But from what was in front of him, he killed himself psychologically. If you're not careful, the darkness can look like a place of your ending. I'm here tonight to tell you in the Holy Ghost, there's purpose beyond the darkness. There's purpose beyond the darkness. The problem with illumination is that it's good, but there's infertility if all there is is just light. It's God's way to bring you through moments of uncertainty to fellowship in his sufferings. All things work together for our good. There's a deep, deep old spirit here, and I keep looking up at these rafters because they remind me of a place of deep, deep prayer meetings where the Holy Ghost would Make people so drunk they had to be carried to their vehicle. When was the last time somebody got carried to their vehicle? Drunk in the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to close out this altar service. What I feel led in the Holy Ghost is that as you come to this altar, I pray you do not have a normal experience with God I pray you don't approach God the same tonight. I pray we don't check the box and say, God, I'm, I'm going to cry my tears. I'm going to give you a little worship. I'm going to exhort. I'm going to speak in tongues. I'm going to pray in the spirit. And then we're going to go out to eat. And then Monday will start as a repetition. I pray tonight that somebody gets a divine revelation that to the place they've been in for the last few months of darkness. God's been calling them to a supernatural place of prayer. That the spirit of intercession would flow from this place and the people that can't be in this service right now. That they are touched in their living rooms and where they sit. That the spirits of suicide would have to flee from them from the prayer that emanates from this building. As we come tonight and as you feel led in the Holy Ghost, don't approach this altar lightly. Please don't approach it in a normal way, but approach God for a fresh anointing, a fresh desire to serve Him, even in the darkness. There's life in the dark places. Mary, I know I gave you a promise, but please just keep walking because you're carrying the Savior. I know it hurts, and I know it's it's inconvenient, and, and you're in a lot of pain, but Mary, can you just keep walking the salvation of my people you're carrying? Some of you have a supernatural call of God on your life. And in your possession, you hold the salvation of the people that you have yet to meet. Can you work wounded? Can you work in the darkness? Come on, I don't want to have just a normal prayer meeting. I don't want to just check the box here. I want people to be broken before God. I want you to feel something you've never felt before. I want God to reveal himself in ways that the Rock Church has not seen yet. To approach a place of dominion in power for our city. Let us pray, church. Put everything on the altar. Come on, we need to stop thinking about this upcoming week, and we need to th- stop thinking about everything else that's in our mind and bring everything under subjection right now. There's a sincere anointing in this place. There's the bomb of Gilead that wants to heal you, but you've got to trust God. You've got to walk in the Even darkness when I nobody's don't
1: with you. Never stop. Never stop work, never stop, never stop work. Even when I don't see it you work, even when I don't feel it you working. Never stop, you never stop, never stop, you never stop work.
0: I wonder if we can find a I prayer closet it, where we ain't worried about what the person next to feel us is doing. It, I wonder if you never got desperate stop, enough to cry out to God work. and say, God, I never don't stop, have the answers no more. Stop, work. God, I need even, answers, even God, I need I God, God. I need you to hold me, God. I need you to carry me.
1: Even when I don't feel it you're working, never stop, you never stop working. God said,
0: I dwell never in the stop. darkness. Even Come on, not I just another prayer meeting. Work.
1: I want to hear I it roar.
0: I want to hear the Spirit of the Lord, the anointing
1: in this place. Come on, the angel of the Lord is in this place.
0: You're tired of battling depression and anxiety.
1: You're You're tired of
0: battling uncertainty in your life. You're tired of battling fornication and adultery and sin. God said, I didn't lead you to the darkness for no reason. I've got purpose for you.
1: Never stop, you never stop work. You never stop, you never stop work. Even Come on, every eye, bow, every I eye closed, every head work. Work. Even when I don't feel that you work. You never stop, you never stop work. You Come on, never stop, you never stop work. Lift your voice. Even when I don't take power you in your prayer.